if you they are. I see the red light. Usually my guests see the broadcast has gone live before I do, and I'm the one who starts it. This is kind of weird. But today is different. Today I get to say it's live. I'm Brent Leary. This is the BBC, not the dudes that hired Martin Bashir. We don't we don't roll like that. It's the Brent Broadcasting Channel. And it's a new month. Wow, it's June 1st. Man, what happened to May? Just went away. June is good. June is starting out with a gangbusters here because I have two of my buddies, not just like smart, excellent, great folk, but buddies. So it's almost feel, I almost feel like just saying it's the Letty and Layla show because I don't really need the these folks great. So let me introduce my guests to start off this week. Uh, Letty Ledbetter. Let's see. I've known you. My God, it's probably going on about a decade or so, right? It, it may be because we met when I was 19. <laughs> That's it. That's right. That is true. I thought it was actually 18, but I'm, you know, it is, it is. She, I've known her and she's one of the best and uh, strategic commu corporate communications people around in the tech enterprise space. Uh, she's just cool. And she's done something that we're going to talk about with the guests that I also have. Another person I've known for a long time. I'm, I'm thinking 18, 19 years old. Yeah, obviously well. you met me the same year you met Letty. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Layla Seca. Now, I met her when she was at Salesforce, and she was running the desk.com uh, operation, and she's always been a champion of small business, and then she moved over and, and started this. Well, she's a partner at the uh, Operator Collective. Actually, we talked about this the last time I saw her, which was I can't believe this. It's over a year and a half ago, Layla. Yeah, it's been a while. And we still haven't gone to the Waffle House. Waffle House, I know. Yeah, we still have to do that eventually. You know, maybe maybe Letty will like to join us now since you know, we're all here together. Right on. Right on. But in addition to her being a partner in Operator Collective, she is also a co-founder in what I think is really cool and what we're going to be talking about today, the Black Venture Institute. All right. So not only did, is she a co-founder, Letty is a recent graduate. So I kind of think I've got it all balled up and set up. Uh, so let me start with Layla. Now, Layla, like I said, you had, the last time we talked, you were in Operator Collective. You guys had just raised like $45 million. You were starting to seed that money in, into uh, some areas that women operated businesses, operated in their own businesses. But you had also left a nugget. Uh, as you were as you were kind of talking about this, and let me see, I think I have it queued up. Let me see what's going on here. Uh oh, evidence. Because <laughs> part of what you said, and of course, this is going back a year and a half ago. There was a segment that I thought was really interesting, where you said that you know you you guys started looking for you know, operators and, and investing in companies. Yeah, good products, strong products, but but the main objective was to get, you know, more uh, women operators involved in investment and, and investing in companies that made, you know, that made good logical and financial sense. And, and a number of those were women owned businesses. But one of the things you said is, as we started talking a little bit more about uh, underrepresented groups, you said, look, our thesis is more women and underrepresented minorities need to be involved in the investing cycle. Now, that was, like I said, a year and a half ago. Fast forward to where we are now. 
So you you said that was your thesis, but then you executed on that thesis. And part of what that execution is, was this Black Ventures Institute that you co-founded. So maybe you could talk about, A, why it was important for you to not only have that thesis, but execute on that thesis. And what are you looking to accomplish with the Black Ventures Institute? Sure. Um, so yeah, so Operator Collective was cooking um, and, and we were seeing a lot of activity with female operators, much like myself, much like Letty, who hadn't necessarily been in venture or, or put their money there, um, mostly because it's access, right? It's really about access and understanding how to do that. And so when I had started in venture, I said to my partner, Malin, I was like, I wish I could go to a class for like a week and learn what's back and why do I care about information rights and how do I negotiate a term sheet and all these things that really is not that complicated once you learn what it is. It's just like any other thing. But when you don't know what it is, it feels really complicated. So when George Floyd was murdered, I just in the pandemic in this last year, I just couldn't like sit for another minute and not do anything. So I sit on the board of the engineering school at Cal Berkeley. So I called up the Dean and said, I know we run a class on venture capital. Um, get me to the professor. So then I met with Toby Stewart, who became a professor of BVI. Um, and he had this course and I was like, okay, here's what I want to do. We're going to take all the white people out and we're going to put all black people in except for me and you. And everyone in the course is going to be a black operator and and our and and then we started talking about it. it was expensive so we needed to figure out how to make it pay for it then i went to salesforce um which you know i left i worked at salesforce 12 years i had the deep roots there i went to the ventures team i hooked up with jackson cummings there salesforce decided to sponsor it and then i said to jackson i really don't want to create a program for black operators that's done by two white people and you like this is not that's not what we're doing here so he said i got it we're going to hook up with this organization called Black VC, um, enter Fred and the Black VC team. So we spent all of last summer working on this and trying to figure out how to make this happen and how to get it paid for and what it would look like and who would come. And what we ended up creating is a two-week Zoom course that runs twice a year. Um, it is a mix, and Letty can tell you this because she's went through it, but it's a mix of content and academic content as well as networking and meeting people like the CEO of Calendly, um, you know, like Phaedra Ellis Lamkin, like all these people that will blow your mind because you're like, oh my gosh, you're the coolest person I've ever met. Um, and hearing about how they did it and, and sort of breaking that down. So we ran a cohort through in November, BVI one, um, and that far exceeded anything I ever thought would happen. And then we just finished BVI two, um, a couple of weeks ago and that exceeded my expectations yet again. Um, and one of the primary things was before we started VVI, only 75 black people were writing checks in venture, you know, um, which is appalling, right? I mean, it's just appallingly low of a number. So the idea of the program was we're going to graduate a hundred new check writers every year. And whether they decide to write checks or not is their business, but they will know how, and if they want to go into venture, they can, um, and, and sort of the access will be open. So how did you select the, the first folks to go into these classes? So we um, we used our network, right? I mean, it's a network-driven organization. So we used our network. We also called for applications, and they applied to BVI and the Black VC folks. That, that team really runs that selection process and runs through it. And we have a lot of people interested. So we already have way more people than we can get. Um, and then every cohort recommends folks for the next cohort. So... 
Um, so we're really trying to build a network and, and some really interesting things have happened. And we can talk about that after Letty chats, but um, you can see how it's starting to work. So yeah, now that you mentioned Letty, Letty, I mean, you, like I said, you've been in uh, big enterprise, big tech enterprises for a, a long time, starting early, like, <laughs> uh, but how did you get involved in this? What, what drew you to this? Layla. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I wrote in a, in a post that I met Layla when I was at um, Financial Force, which is a Salesforce um, uh, back, and we work on the Salesforce platform as well. So we were at a um, at a reception. I didn't know who she was. Um, found out later. I mean, and she came over and we started talking. Had a great time. And I was like, some cool cool people here. Um, and then found out what she who she was, who she is, and what she'd done for um, equal pay at at Salesforce. And I was like, this this woman is on the ball. <laughs> um, and so I just started, you know, just following her, if you will, on on social media and LinkedIn. Um, I went to I was nominated for a leadership um, uh, program that was funded by Salesforce Ventures. Layla spoke there, reconnected with her. And then I, a couple of years later, again, on LinkedIn, I saw that she had left Salesforce and she was at Operator Collective. I was like, hmm, hmm, how do you do that? Still, it hadn't occurred to me. And then I think it was, it may have been in January or whatever, when I heard about the first um, cohort and I pinged her. Finally, you know, got the nerve to ping. I don't know if you remember me, but <laughs> so how how do I get involved in this? She pointed me to the link. I applied. Um, and one of the things, you know, at, at at Oracle, you know, I worked with comms for a lot of the 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 um, the acquisitions. So I was familiar. Uh, you know, I had a, a working familiarity with uh, acquisitions. So with 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 um, uh, pre, you know, pre-IPO uh, companies, but I always was curious about how, you know, that the the checks actually got written, how the sausage was made, and um, here was an opportunity. And what, what I found out after going through uh, BVI is that I had been an investor. <laughs> You know, I, you know, a couple of years ago, I had written a check, invested in, you know, um, a business for, um, it's a small business, woman-owned business. Um, but that was, to me, it was more like, well, here's a friend, let me help out. But now after going through BVI, you know, term sheets and cap tables and, you know, the the, the, the language, it's like, um, it's, it's, it is kind of like, a treasure chest. You know, you find it, you open it, and you go, "Oh my God!" There's so many things in here, so many things that we can do. Um, and it's interesting because uh, our cohort, we have met a couple of times after we graduated. But after we graduated, so just to go over uh, cap tables more, we're going to meet again. A couple of us have gotten together and said, "Hey, you know, how can we?" You know, start writing checks, what can we do? Um, and I've also pinged Layla, I said, so could you tell me more about this angel funding and this C? <laughs> so it's been, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. And the thing is, is that, you know, you know, Layla is, and, you know, Black VC, 
uh, BVI, Layla, Salesforce Ventures, she actually took action. There are so many people who talk about it and say how, you know, or, or, or write checks. You heard what she just said. She says, we're not going to have two white people telling a bunch of black people what to do. But it, she took action. And, and, and you talk about, you know, give a person the fish you eat for a day, teach them how to fish, they'll eat forever. It was one of those things where I'm going to be eating, we're going to be eating forever. And Layla always has an invitation to the barbecue. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, yeah, when you get a, a standing invitation to the barbecue, you have done something. Yeah, I feel like I've arrived. <laughs> <laughs> so, Letty, uh, what what was uh, maybe one of the misperceptions that you might have come into this with that uh, you found out? Hmm, not what I thought. Well, I, I thought that you had to be, you know, a finance person to do this, and. There, you know, and part of the part of the um, um, the, the, the two week session, we have you know these pa panels, founders panels. We have guest speakers that that run the gamut. Um, one of the case studies, and I can't remember which one. Um, I'm not even sure I'm allowed to say, but one of the case studies there was featured someone who was in communications and became a founder. Um, and then we had, I have to remember her name because I want to get in touch with her. Uh, Rochelle Parham. I was blown away. She became president of Paramount. She, she, she just changed her job. She like became some giant job at Paramount. She just, I know, she's crazy. She spoke to the group and she was in marketing and I was like, oh, okay. I thought everyone had to be an engineer or in finance, and there are so many ways to um, to participate, to get access. And so that was that was again. And I told Toby later. Toby was the um, professor, is a professor. I said, you know, that's where it kind of clicked for me that mm. I could do this too. I can do this too. Let me just pop up a a comment from a mutual buddy. And this kind of, kind of, she fits into this triangle too because uh, I was looking, I, I, I was looking at Bevy.com and I was hearing all this stuff about Bevy. First, I was like, oh, it's cool, it's a, it's a virtual events platform. So I went to the site, and then the other story, their their investor round, forty million dollars, and sixty percent of the investors were black. So I was like. So I went to the, their page and I was looking at the the the, the list of people that were uh, investing in the company, and guess who I saw on there? Liam McGowan Hare. So I immediately had a conversation with uh, uh, Bevy, uh, man Derek Anderson, the, the CEO and founder, and I mentioned to Derek, I was like, hey, you know, I I, I know one of your investors pretty well, Liam McGowan Hare. He's like, you know what? I've had I've only talked to her a couple of times. I was like, well, we need to fix that. So we had a, a LinkedIn live conversation with all those three, and she was relaying her experience because she also went through BVI and then uh, signed on to be an investor in Bevy. So Leia, uh, I think I saw something on the BVI website that says the objective is to get 300 folks to, to have the ability to write checks uh, within the next several years. So. Talk about how uh, you see 
uh, is this story that Letty has kind of relayed, is that a story that is kind of the usual kind of story people are starting to tell as they go through this process? Yes, yes. And, and, and we saw, you know, it, it very much is like, I can do this. And, and, and I had the same awakening, quite frankly, while I was at Salesforce. I was like, wait a second, I can invest my money in these companies. Like, why am I, you know, like, so yeah, it's an awakening. It's also, you know, we're community driven people. That's how humans work. And when you meet a community of people that are interested in something you're interested in, everyone starts working together, things happen. Like, so Leah was part of cohort one. The cohort one team of Black Venture Institute, they meet one Saturday a month and they do angel. They listen to angel pitches and they angel invest together. A woman's network was sort of born out of that. The ladies of BVI, we meet, you know, fairly regularly and talk about topics from board readiness to whether or not to invest in this. There's lots of deal flow sharing. There's a really active Slack channel that Black VC helps sort of manage for BVI. So um, so, yeah, I mean, I think what Letty's saying, you know, rich people get rich by putting their money to work, not by putting it in the bank. Right. And that for those of us that didn't see that all our lives, how are we supposed to know that? So once we break that open and we're like, oh, I can make this money, make more money by just you're like, wow, why wouldn't I want to? You know, it's all a little gambly. So everyone has to be careful. I will say that. But like um, knowledge is power and BVI gives you a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I remember. Uh, Derek saying from Bevy is, you know, this investing in tech companies is one of the the last great opportunities to accumulate a serious wealth. And the fact that uh, up until recently, you know, black and brown have kind of been shut out. So this kind of effort uh, is is timely and I think is necessary in order for, you know, things not to get even further out of balance than they are today. Because the further this goes on, if we're not involved, the worse, you know, the, the, the spread between wealth is, is getting nothing but bigger and exponentially bigger uh, as time goes on. Well, right. And look at someone like Letty. She is a software professional. She has worked at all the best software companies in the world. She managed public relations, one of the hardest parts of the job. Like she should be in the wealth creation cycle that's going on on the side hustle, right? And now she, and she was even, she was investing. She just didn't know the words, right? So opportunity, it shows up. Well, and and and, and now um, going through BVI, you know, trying to um, develop my thesis and say, because I do want to, I do want to focus on um, the underserved, underrepresented communities, women, small business, um, I do know tech, and I'm not I'm not um, ruling tech out um, because that is that 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 is a fast growing segment. But there are all, there's another segment that's 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 growing quickly as well, and that's women-owned business. And so I'm just trying to develop my thesis, but I'm ready to. Uh, I listened to a pitch, and I was almost like, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. But it really one of the things we talked about in BBI was know yourself. And I was like, okay, so uh, I don't want to go for the first one. I want to make sure that it resonates with me. Um, um, but I'm looking forward to, you know, getting out there and 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 making Layla proud. Making my mom. You always make me proud. You always make me proud. Make Being your friend proud. makes me proud. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's you. proud here, folks. Everybody's proud. <laughs> uh, 
Layla, maybe you could talk about the, you know, the getting the investment from companies like Salesforce Ventures. How important is it to have these folks be a part of this process? It's really important. It's really important. Um, first of all, this is expensive and we don't want to create just one more boundary like, oh, here's BVI. Give me $80,000 and then you can come. That's not the point. The point was to take barriers down, not create new ones, right? And also, look, a company like Salesforce, big companies supporting Black VC, Google supports them a lot. These companies are showing a commitment to changing what's happening here by putting their money where their mouth is and supporting this. And Salesforce has been a great partner at BVI. They really have. They've shown up time and time again. Um, and at Salesforce Ventures, it's Johnson Morgai's team. But, um, but I also think that we all have to attack the problem together, right? It can't, if one group goes after, I learned this with equal pay. If it's just me and my girlfriend screaming, nothing's going to happen, right? It was when Mark Benioff said something that everyone was like, right? So we all got to work together. And so we need everybody in the fight. One of the things that uh, you said about a year and a half ago was, uh, it was kind of surprising to me is because all the experience that you brought to the table, you said, you know, you weren't really getting asked to be a part of advisory boards for some of these tech companies. You were getting asked to be advisory boards for things that were not tech related, let's put it like that. <laughs> does this play, does this also play a piece in changing the look, the makeup of advisory boards and decision makers at tech, uh, tech companies? Yes, yes. And I, I think that, I mean, a lot of this is, look, people grow up in the neighborhood, they look like the exact same people. Like God bless a lot of the white execs I grew up with and they're all nice people and I love them, but they only grew up with other white people. They didn't grow up in Berkeley, California where I did. They weren't bussed around. They didn't have all different types of people in their courses. They only knew white people. So, you know, in order to break through that, you sort of have to shift the way people consider advisory roles and how they think about sharing equity in their company and doing non-traditional things to make their cap table look more interesting than just the same guys who work to PayPal making all the money. I mean, God bless, but like, you know, we all need a cut here. So, so, so yeah, I mean, I think, look, I mean, I think that it takes a lot of work to change stuff like this. And so you have to sort of do, I've said this before, you have to sort of do Herculean things like extra big things. Like BVI was a big thing. Like I was supposed to not work last summer and my family was like, all you did was work on BVI. You were nowhere. You didn't go fishing. You didn't leave the house. Like my mother-in-law was like, who's going to charge? Like I was yelling on the phone all the time. So, um, but it was a big thing. And hearing what Letty said, I mean, are you kidding me, Brent? That's like the best thing I've ever heard. Like outside of my children and my marriage, hearing stories like Letty's and what's going on with BVI, that is the thing I'm the most proud of. And Letty, if you look out two, three, four, five years from now, uh, what does what do you want uh, to accomplish with what you've learned with BVI? You know, I'm looking to be LP or GP somewhere, um, but at the same time, I want to. It's it, it, for me. It's about community, and you know, making sure that. That again, that my thesis is tight, and I'm focused on what I, you know, where I want to to channel my money. Um, do I want to go into big VC? I don't know, but I have. I'm, I'm learning. I'm, I'm I'm more equipped now than I was a year ago. And I got to tell you, this was this is an immersive course. Two weeks. It was intense. Um, it was fun. 
but it was intense. I felt like I was going through, you know, business school all over again and it was compressed into two weeks. Um, but there was so much information. Um, we had a lot of fun too. <laughs> so much information. Um, and the, the, you know, the, the founders panels, the guest speakers, all of that, learning real world experience, you know, the case studies, you know, two, three, five years from now, you know, the world is our oysters right now. Nice. Still, I like the sound of that. <laughs> so, so we're looking to have 300 letties out there, basically, uh, ready to go and take over the world. BBI graduates, BBI for life, man. Oh, man, BBI. I, I feel like, you know, some symbols could be tossed up or something. You, you create something like that. Um, so let's talk about how people who are interested could get involved. What's the process and and what are the expectations? Let's set expectations, because to me, it sounds like you've probably got more demand than supply at this point. We do, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't apply. I mean, so, you know, we can, you should apply. We have a website, Black Venture Institute. There's a way to apply from there. We, um, we really try to create a diverse cohort. So you have folks like Letty, who are senior, who've been doing this at a lot of super fabulous companies for years. And then you have folks that just coming out and, you know, worked in finance for a year and are brilliant, but sort of that. So, so we do look for a diverse cohort. Um, the other thing I would say is you should join Black VC. So Black VC is an organization unto itself that really focuses on advancing Black venture capitalists. And it's been around for three years. It was started by Fred Grosh and Sidney Sykes. Um, and it's an open community. So I think well, I'm a member of Black VC. You don't have to be Black either, right? You can just be sort of wanting to learn more. Of course, if you are Black, you're interested in VC. It would be crazy not to join this. Um, lots of good resources. They also run lots of different programs. They have programs for pe one called Breaking Into Venture which is really focused on younger folks in their career that are like, okay, I think I don't want to be a finance leader at Merrill Lynch. I think I want to be in venture. And so that's a program where really focused on that. BVI is a little bit more of a senior program, um, but they also, they also like Black VC just developed a scout program with Lightspeed that they launched. So there's sort of, I, I think that organization in general is a good place for anyone that's interested in venture capital to go learn a lot more about what's going on. And then um, apply to Black Ventures. We read everything. Like we're very, we are very intentional in the creation of this course and who's in it. Um, and, you know, Letty reaching out to me was a great sign. I was like, well, if Letty's interested enough to reach out, then goodness. Yeah. Like I, that's who I was like mentally thinking of when I was like my friends like Letty, my friends like me six years ago before I started doing this and was like, oh, wait, there's a whole new revenue stream. I'm making a whole bunch of new money that I didn't even like a new hot side, like more, I mean, for me, it always comes down to income inequality, right? That's my, that's the one that really kills me. And I was like, well, what is this? Like, so lots of ways to get involved and, and, you know, ask, ask questions. That That's the best way to learn. At least that's how I do it. And just for people who don't know, can you just tell folks what Operator Collective is all about? Sure. So Operator Collective is a fund that I raised with my partner, Malin Yen. It's a $50 million fund. It's uh, focused on enterprise B2B SaaS. That's clearly what we grew up doing. The thing that's interesting about our fund is the LP base. So in most venture funds, you don't even know who the LPs are. Like I'm an LP in a whole bunch of venture funds. I have no idea who the other people are. 
our fund is different, right? We, our LPs are sort of our secret sauce and they chair all operating executives or were operating executives. 90% of them are women, 40% of them are people of color. Um, over 75% of them had never invested before they gave money to operator collective. So it just gives you a sense of even the women that are running billion dollar businesses and giant companies, um, investment was not necessarily something that was easy for them to access and operator collective really threw the door open on that. And Malin Yen, my partner, deserves a lot of credit for that. She came up with the model, but it's uh, it's it's working. <laughs> I would say so. And it sounds like it it definitely had an influence into what you're doing with BVI as well, right? Totally. Listen, BVI was born from my own frustration with not understanding what a SPAC was for a long time and like scratching my head about why I cared about information rights so much. Um, I just thought if I could get educated quicker, I could go even faster. And so when the opportunity to open that door for other people came along, it just seemed like a no brainer to me. Well, what's a no brainer to me is having folks like you that have been just cool friends. And then when I see a friend over here, all of a sudden I see them commuting with a friend over here. I'm like, well, damn, I need to bring up because I'm a friend too. And, and you guys are doing some cool stuff together. And I really appreciate just generally speaking what BVI is doing and also getting the perspective of Letty, who's somebody I trust, who I know, and to hear her and to see, I, I saw what she wrote about you, Layla, on LinkedIn. And that was when I was, I was like, damn, I, I need to bring them all together. I started here. crying. I My kids were like, why are you crying? I was like, oh, Letty's LinkedIn. <laughs> it was touching. I mean, I was like, wow. I almost felt like a little moisture in the corner of my eye, too. I'm like, wow, this is great. But seriously, this is great. It, it's awesome to see uh, the start that BVI is off to and to see uh, people like uh, Leah. I say Leah. Leah and Letty. It's like Leah, Letty, Leah. It's a lot of elves. That's what it is. But to see, I mean, folks that I, I know and, and respect and trust, to see them quite honestly raving about their experience and then to know the another friend of mine was part of co you know founding that experience this is great so once again uh be it's at blackventureinstitute.com what's the website yep. blackventureinstitute.com uh, okay and, and the other one you're talking about the people ought to join is black venture black vc b-l-c-k-v-c great okay uh, thanks again people who want to, are interested they could go there and find out everything and get that scoop on you know what's going on and, and even apply and, and if if they don't make it the first go round, is it okay for them to reapply? Yeah. How does that work? Okay. Absolutely. Look, persistence pays off. You keep applying. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, you really want it? Come on in. <laughs> and it's really it so worth it. It's so worth it. Well, what has been worth it for me is having you guys with me here right now. Thank you so much for taking time to explain this. I can't wait to track the progress of all these, uh, what you're doing in and in the friends that I have involved. And they're going to have to start hitting them up for loans at some point because they're going to be making so much money <laughs> off of this, uh, but that's okay. Uh, but again, thanks again. And I can't wait to talk to you both. I can't wait to actually see you at some point face-to-face. -face. It would be great if we're chilling at the Waffle House doing that. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but as long as we get a chance to get together, I'm all down for it. But thank you both for, for taking time. And thank everybody. I hope you guys got a lot out of this one. because I know I did. I mean, I'm going to start applying myself. Thanks for having us, Frank.
Absolutely. You're wonderful. Thank you, Thank you so much. And we, I will talk to you uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Okay, we'll see you. Bye.